Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing what if episode six of season one, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? All that and more of that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair today, we have Jay Scotty St. Clair. How are you doing, Jay Scotty? Doing excellent. Thank you again for having me back. Absolutely, brother. Thank you for coming back. I've always got your back. <laughs> Wait. Have you back and have your back. Yeah. With or without the R. <laughs> we meant both of those things. <laughs> well, let's get right into it because we are running we behind thing tonight. We've got to talk about. We've got what if Killmonger rescues Tony Stark. What do you guys think? I simultaneously love and do not like this episode. Right? I felt the same way. <laughs> I was really curious to get your take, Jeff, because to me, this one has the most echoes of episode three, where we saw the Avengers meet their demise. And the reason I say that is because I felt like these episodes relished in the established MCU that we have the most. And just kind of got to play with these these echoes that we've already seen and just put them in different contexts. So I, I'm I'm really curious to hear you like dive into what exactly well, you liked and disliked. Okay, so it's kind of like and like no parent is ever going to admit to this, but it's kind of like when you you know your kid is this one. awful when your kid is awful and you're like. You think to yourself, like, God, I just really don't like this kid right now. Like, <laughs> I love them. I love them to death. I would, I would jump like in front of bullet fire for them. But like, if I could punch them right in the mouth, just real quick and get away with it, like, <laughs> it's like that. Like this, uh, this show is so good. The show is so great. It's such an awesome concept. The animation is amazing, and like this concept was so well done. I love, I love that. Uh, you know, versus episode three, like you, like you mentioned, the, it felt like the beats that were plucked from the, um, the sacred timeline, the, you know, our universe, the, the prime Marvel universe, whatever. Sure. It feels like those, they, they handled that a lot better in this one. It, it was less, it was less clumsy. Okay. And mm, then interesting. by, by me saying I didn't like this episode, even though I love it, uh, it's because they killed Tony Stark and Killmonger was a jerk. And like, I don't want any of the things that happened in this episode to have happened. And it's bad. Right. Like it was, it was like, it was personal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> you yeah. killed my heroes. Like, <laughs> you know, we lost, uh, we, we basically, we lost T'Challa before he even got a chance to, to be there in this episode, you know, like mm -hmm. before he, we even saw him in the, in the verse and like they killed him. Yeah. But the beauty of like him being the angel of death at the end for longer yes. in the afterlife. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. It was so glorious. Good. Yeah. Definitely. Like, and those are the beats where I'm just like, man, that is like, Oh, I love his show. I love his series. <laughs> but then like, Oh, the bad things happened to doesn't like it. You know, yeah. it was it was like when we had Dylan on, when we had Dylan Diggs on to do our what if we what if episode. Right, sure. 
And like I hated all of it. <laughs> I don't like this idea. I didn't want this. Like, good ideas, but man, yeah. You know what? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm you're making me realize as I'm sitting here thinking about this episode is that like we've had a lot of stories be like we're gonna tell the story from the villain's perspective, like whatever, Maleficent or you know uh, whatever, all the all the things, and and even yeah. now we have like you know. Uh, Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, like those, those are those are movies that are supposed to be from the villain's perspective. The Joker, all these things. Sure. Um, yep. But they're all, you know, this guy's mistreated and hurt, and now we get to see him do the thing. I think that this is this episode is completely from Killmonger's perspective, and he is a villain, and with like with sort of less remorse than we saw even in a. Uh, in Black Panther. Like he is very much ready to take like when we discussed this episode and we were going over the trailer reaction like months and months ago, I, yeah, I basically mm-hmm. laid this plot out. I said, Oh man, if Killmonger gets a hold of Tony, Tony's gonna is he's gonna have the power of Tony Stark to take down Wakanda. And sure. that's what happened. And I was like, this is exactly what I called, but seeing it on screen was so sad. Seeing like right. actual Wakandans being played the way they were, like really, really played by Killmonger. Like yep. they're standing on the battlefield fighting these robots, and we know full well he has a controller in his pocket that can turn them off. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was so just angering to watch that happen. Like I, I felt it in my soul. I was like, I hate this guy. <laughs> stop! Don't do it! Don't stop playing it! And then when the when the episode ended, when we had Shuri meeting meeting up with Pepper, I was like, "Why is it stopping? You can't just stop it there. Like, I need more. <laughs> I need more of this story." Okay, I Whoa. gotta I gotta say how dumb I was during this part. Honestly, the entire thing, I was like, "Who's the Who's the short person?" Oh, and then finally Shuri's I realized so much younger. Shuri. Yeah. and then I was like. Younger. It's an interesting creative choice to make Shuri shorter. I don't remember her being short. <laughs> is she short? Like the whole time I was like, is she short? Like, I'm, like she was standing next to Okoye and I was like, I don't really, I guess I can't remember. Is she much shorter than Okoye is? And then, yeah, she's younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like took me way too long to realize that. <laughs> she was in fact younger at the time. <laughs> I love though that like, in the there there were so many moments um where like you know i knew i knew what had happened in you know in the 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 main verse and like a story beat happens and i'm like i'm expecting something but the like the one that like really got me was when they were in the ship that mm-hmm. uh where uh claw, where claw was sure. and where uh where uh, T'Challa died where T'Challa yeah. and Rhodey died um I remember, like, it, in that moment, there was that whole, like, you know, the, like, we've been breached, and, like, oh, here's the Avengers, they show up, and then, you know, then the big fight happens, and Claw said, he's like, we've been breached, like, anybody got eyes on it? I was like, well, no, Ultron's not around, Tony's mm-hmm. not doing that thing. Like, I was running through the list, I'm like, Scarlet Witch? No. She was brought by Ultron, it wouldn't be Quicksilver. Like, I was running through it all, and I was like, No! No, wait! It's gonna be Black Panther! <laughs> and then like, he showed up on screen. Like, all of that happened so fast. And, like, then he shows up. I'm like, ah! ah, ah, ah. Like, I was so happy. 
Yeah. And then they yeah. killed him. And then they killed him like immediately. Yeah. I was so excited yeah. in that moment. And then the fact that he died shocked me. I was like, Black Panther's coming to save the day and he's going to stop this unholy partnership between right? Tony Stark <laughs> like, and, and it going, just did not happen. He's going to end this. He's our savior. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was legitimately scared for Rhodey in the moments proceeding up to there. I thought Black Panther might take him out the way he was just taking out the rest of those soldiers so ruthlessly. Yeah. But as much as that uh, scene echoed, you know, the scene in age of Ultron that we got, like, that's what I was kind of talking about with this episode. I felt like um, not only did it have a lot of echoes of Iron Man, obviously we got like entire scenes lifted out of Iron Man, but it felt like Iron Man meets black Panther and like Owato gave the, the perfect line in the beginning when he says like every journey has a beginning but uh, change one step along the way and you could end up at a very different destination and that heroes are uh, not born, they're forged in darkness. And then it just goes, mm. goes to show how Eric Killmonger's mission in a lot of ways is just so much more of an intrinsic part of who he is compared to to Iron Man, where Iron Man unravels, where you can take the Iron Man out of Tony Stark, you can't take the Killmonger out of Eric Stevens. And like, that's just... there were. Uh, well, if you think about it, he as a character was still forged in darkness. It was just this darkness of him oh, as sure. a child losing his father. And it's just like sure. happened way before. You take that away yeah. from him and who does he become? He may be a totally different Wakandan. Man, his line when he's like, Wakandan's always full of surprises and then just gun to the face on Claw was like, oh, that was good. Yep. Real good. Saw it coming. Saw or, it coming. I was like, here it comes. You go kill him. How about the one to Tony where he says the difference between you and me is that you can't Ooh. see the difference between you and me. That's right. Oh, that my one. God. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about rip out my arc reactor and show it to me. <laughs> well, and what he's talking about there is, like, privilege and oppression. Sure. And, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. the fact that Tony is drawing this parallel between them that he wants to connect with Killmonger, but Killmonger just sees such a gulf between them. But Tony says... Yep, that's us, the the orphans, you know, orphans at what I forget, even the line he uses. But he just, like, compares them, like, and, and he's like, no, you don't see the difference. Yeah. Oh, it's it's orphans trying to... Avenge their dads or something like that. Not one-up their dads, but, like, live up yeah. to their dads, I think is... That's the feeling I got from it, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the exact line, because I'm an idiot, and I'm looking up something else right this second. <laughs> <laughs> what, what this reminds me of, though, uh, spoiler for Bo Burnham's Inside, I guess? Mm. <laughs> uh, one of the songs in, um, in Inside had the line from the sock puppet that he had... Uh, where he said, "Why do you white? Why do you rich white people always insist on seeing every socio socio political conflict through the myopic lens of your own self actualization?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh shit, that's Tony Stark. He's talking <laughs> straight to Tony Stark right there." <laughs> oh, you're not the same. All right, <laughs> you're not the same. You can't see why. <laughs> Should definitely make that make that TikTok. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Like Sako responding to Tony Stark talking about the, the how they're the same. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. So Matt, you've got your homework for the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say about this episode other than like it, it got me right in the feels a lot. Uh, although. Eesh. Although there were some events in there that 
or rather, there were events that happened in the verse that were not or should not have been affected by Tony Stark becoming Iron Man, like Thor coming to Earth, Thor getting sent down to into New Mexico and being a hero. Like, but that was in during Iron Man two, right? Yeah, that was during the yeah. events of Iron Man two. Yeah, so at some point, I mean, at some point that may have happened. It, like it may have happened, and it may have like played out with Shield dealing with this guy in the desert. I mean, that entire movie could happen, and Tony Stark would have never encountered it, and maybe the, maybe this entire storyline wouldn't have. Right, but there's there should still be some amount of uh, hey, who's this like <laughs> who's this really strong guy with a hammer and great hair that has come down to Earth? Sure, and well, and the thing is, this is like a. a Three or four years. I don't know how long this story is supposed to have happened over, but it seems like a while. It seems like they were together a while. They built these suits. They, yeah, maybe not. Maybe it was, maybe it was all one year. I don't know. How long do you guys think I mean, this was? <laughs> like, uh, seeing the, seeing the army that they built, the army of drones, like first thought is like, Oh, that takes a minute. <laughs> that takes a while. Yeah, that's true. Um, taking into consideration how young Shuri looked. Um, I, I'm thinking, yeah, it was in the span of like six months to a year. That's a good point. Yeah, Shuri's Shuri's height is like a good gauge of age. <laughs> Shuri's our anchor. Man. Yeah, so, so I guess you're right. It's probably pretty short. And it, I keep thinking that like Iron Man had to build his technology from the ground up because there's no Iron Man. But like he did that with Iron Man pretty quickly. And then if you think about Iron Man 2 where... Um, Whiplash builds an army of those, and and with ham, well, that's with Hammer Industries, but I mean Tony Stark has Stark Industries, so yeah, it's it's totally possible. And this was not him working in his garage alone. This was him still with the force of his entire uh, company behind him, because sure. they're still building weapons. He's and he's and he's still trusting his company with weapons. Right. Oh man, that's uh, thinking about that. The the press conference that he had, right, uh, where he where he was like, you know, I saw this happening. And his response was not, you know, we need to shut it down so that we can do better and be better people. It was like, no, we needed to go bigger. We, we yeah. need to take this to the top. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he saw and, he saw Killmonger be such a badass. He's like, okay, if we can like employ every soldier with like this capability, and that's kind of like one of the things I took away from this episode. Like when you hear about what if, one of the most popular what if stories out there that's like canon to the comics, I'll say is what if Deadpool killed the Marvel universe? In a lot of ways, this felt like what if Eric Killmonger killed the Marvel universe? And we're just seeing like the first steps of that. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing the intro to that. We've seen Hank Pym do it, and now it's Eric You're Killmonger. True. We have. <laughs> Twice, Twice now. yeah. That son of a bitch. <laughs> I loved that press conference. I thought it was super uh, rad and a weird, like, dark mirror reflection. But I love what you said about it being Eric Killmonger who saved him. And and then that's what inspires him because it's true. But think about who saved him the other time. In this time, instead of like this selfless doctor oh. that only wants to get back to his family, it Great was Eric Killmonger. So instead Great of Yinsen having this impact on him, it's Eric Killmonger having this impact on him. And also, it's him never having to deal with his own mortality. It's him never having to deal with the idea that he he like lost in that first encounter with that bomb. He loses. He he ends up in a cave. He ends up enslaved. Like, and then he comes out of it totally different because Yinsen has that effect on him. But in this, he's still Tony Stark, never had never being humbled, and also True. Eric Killmonger just driving him toward where Eric Killmonger wants to drive him. You know, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Watching Killmonger 
do that where he's like he's so conniving and you know i i don't trust him right i don't trust him because i saw what happened in black panther and I, I feel this this innate distrust of him because of what he's done. But there were times, there were times when he was, you know, fighting on the side of Wakanda. I was like, yeah, do oh, yeah. the thing. And like, I forgot for like a second or two at a time that he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's so mm-hmm. convincing. He's so yeah. charismatic. He's so charming. Yeah. I, I want to like him. I, I totally agree. There were, there were definitely moments where there's been a popular like fan theory out there that with you know the unfortunate passing of Chad Chadwick Boseman as uh, playing the character of T'Challa, that they might find a way to bring Killmonger back in, especially with like the multiverse being the the focal point here. And I've yeah. always been kind of a naysayer against that because I I like more deaths that like actually resonate to like matter in the MCU. Mm-hmm. But this episode actually opened my eyes to that a little bit. I was like, oh, Michael B. Jordan is just so cool and charismatic. As Killmonger, like I, I'd definitely be open to seeing him come back in some fashion, and I do have to just call out a couple of his lines. Um, like I felt like the what I like anime was just a shout out to all the animation fans. It's a big crossover. Yep. There's yeah. got to be so many anime fans out there, so that was just a nice shout out. I was kind of hoping the 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 drones themselves would look even more anime ish. Like the I feel like they didn't look as anime ish as his drawing did. I wanted to oh, have those big wings yeah. and stuff. I was like, come on, just do it. They did. Yeah, did they? Yeah. The wings weren't as big, but they were they were still very anime. They had the tendrils, but the heads were much more like that design that you saw in Iron Man two, as opposed to the Gundam Gundam wing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it, they looked less humanoid, but true. Uh, yeah. So did several of the uh, the mechs that were in the Gundam series that weren't Gundams. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Yeah, Man, saw pulling out my Gundam nerd. <laughs> yeah, like let me tell you, let me talk to you about Heavy Arms Custom, my favorite of the Gundams. Mm-hmm. Jeff, going, <laughs> no. Jeff going Gundam style. <laughs> um, oh well, that obviously pales in comparison to the, uh, the Epion or the Death Scythe Hell Custom that we see in Endless Waltz. Like I could go down a rabbit hole. Sir. <laughs> there has got to be a YouTube parody of Gundam style, right? <laughs> Oh, oh, there has, has to, to be. be. I did want to bring up another one of Killmonger's great lines that uh, I felt Michael B. Jordan just delivered, like in the same fashion that he did in the in the film. So uh, when they're talking about uh, after Tony has passed, and Pepper kind of alludes to the fact that Killmonger's kind of the primary suspect, he's like, "No, nah, no, it's it's cool." Her and Tony were tight, and the way he says "tight" and like looks out of the corner of her eyes at her, and the way it just like cuts. It really reminded me of that line in Black Panther when he meets Ramonda for the first time. And he's like, hey, auntie, where it's like he's smiling, but there's so much venom behind it. Michael B. Jordan's just great at that. The line that got me in the same way, and I this is my favorite line of the episode, is uh, he just got done talking to his uncle about how his son was killed. And his father was killed and they like talk about that. And it's just really like kind of like they make that connection. And it's this like dramatic irony of we know what his goals are. And we know, we know that he knows that this is the man that killed his father. But uh, like, yep. But, but Chaka doesn't know that. And he says, if I had a chance to avenge my father, I wouldn't hesitate. Yep. It's like, Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he was going to kill him right in that second. <laughs> like oh, right for that sure. very second. I thought for sure he would kill him before the episode was over, but he didn't. Yeah. Oh, Agreed. yeah. Agreed. But it, it feels like season two of What If is absolutely going to revisit this verse. And if it doesn't, I'm going to write a series of angry letters. That's that's all there is to it. <laughs> There's going to be emails and calls and call somebody out. Because this has... We have to come back to this. We have to find... We have to find out what goes down further. Agreed. Like, we need Captain Carter, we need to go back mm-hmm. to Captain Carter, and we need this. Those are the two requirements. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with zombies coming back being a thing, maybe. Sure. But these are the two important ones. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I would like more zombies, personally. But I think this <laughs> this one, this one, zombies and Carter are, are the the ones that I really want to see more of so far. Um, I, I love the line that T'Challa has after death, and he's like, "This is like his purse, like a threat at, at at him." He's like, "Power gained that way is volatile," and I, I yeah. forget exactly what he says. Power like, unearned. Power, uh, yeah, power unearned is volatile. Mm. It will come back to haunt you, either this on your plane or ours. It's like a Ooh. threat of like what his afterlife will be like if he doesn't shape up. Like, oh. <laughs> Oh, I kind of feel like it's, it's like, watch when you die, I'm a beach. <laughs> <laughs> totally has that vibe to it. Cause I know I would, I'd be pissed. I'd be so mad. Oh, what did you guys think of Rhodey's line? Can't clean up the world without getting your hands dirty. Oh God. I feel like, I feel like this roadie is the, is also like Rhodey was affected by Tony's, time away as much as tony was Mm, yeah almost maybe maybe less maybe less but i i feel like it's as much because this this particular version of roadie feels you know very much affected by killmonger in that you know we have to do these the bad things in order to get the good results like that's what tony thought that's what tony was led to believe further once, you know, once Killmonger got a hold of him and it felt like Rhodey went right along with that. And I, I remember watching Infinity War uh, very recently. It was on at the office and I almost did all of my work from the lunchroom. <laughs> <laughs> Living your best life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, took my lunch break for a long time and just sat there watching it. Or not did all your work from the office. Yeah, you know, <laughs> either way. Five, six, one, half a dozen, the other. <laughs> but... um when Rhodey was talking to, uh, when he was talking to General Ross, who also made an appearance in this episode. Yeah. He was he talking did. to General that Ross in Infinity War and saying, like, you are the one that made Cap a bad guy. Like, if it weren't for those accords, if it weren't for that oversight from the government being put in place and forced on us, then we would all be okay because we'd all be together. And, and it felt like in that version, like he, he did, you know, go to that side of like, you know, maybe the government thing and maybe the, you know, big military is, is a bad idea. Like it, it felt like he, he kind of softened on that. But then in this episode, he didn't, he went straight into like, got to get our hands dirty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't decide how much I thought that line made a lot of sense or if it, for his character or was out of character. And I think it makes sense for Rhodey, especially like you said, without, without the changes he's had since Iron Man one. Mm. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. <laughs> doctor to concur. <laughs> <laughs> I concur, doctor. Alyssa watched this episode with me and she hasn't watched anything uh, of the, of the what ifs yet. This is her first time. Oh, wow. Okay. And cool. she watched it and then afterwards said, I think I hate this show. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And she was like on board the whole time. She's laughing. She's like tense with me, you know, and she's like, I just want to know what happens next. Is that the end? Is that all we get? And I was like, I think that means you like this show. (laughs) (laughs) She feels the way that I do. Yeah. 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 I love it. But God, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The other thing that was a a great moment of realization when she had, she missed the intro. And so she just jumped in right when Tony's in the truck. She missed the of it all. And so at one point the camera Zooms past Awatu looking over the desert, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she says, she just looks so confused, and she's like, what's with the giant baby? <laughs> what's with the giant baby? <laughs> Cracked me up. He was, an, he was an unhappy baby, too. Like mm-hmm. there, It looked like there was a point where he was just like, I don't like what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about, like, this series and what we've been kind of talking about, how all it, and it ties into, like, how the comics play out, too. These what-if storylines are often, like, the darkest outcomes, and that just kind of gives a lot of credence to the films that we see. It kind of raises the stakes even more so, the fact that, like, these last gambit, like, pull the last card out, on the last card you have in your, in your sleeve to, to pull off the wind, it just kind of makes them... Um, feel that much more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, it just raises the stakes in the fact that, like, in all these other verses, things go wrong. It gives um, it more weight. Yeah, weight. That's per. That's the perfect way to describe it. Thank you. Thank you. I was struggling for my words there. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. But, uh, I'm here for you. Like I said, I got your back. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, well, on the subjects of backs and um, Owatu, uh, Owatu is looking a lot more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit of a segue to Jess Kamai's feedback. We were kind of singing Michael B. Jordan's praises. And uh, she asked, have we talked about how the episode captured Michael B. Jordan's essence and physique very well? And his back? And his baby got back? Yeah. <laughs> Is this a thirst comment? Yeah, I, f- I figure we should acknowledge the animation thirsters out there as well. We've talked about you know some of the renders here. Some have been... More impressive, some have been less impressive, but I thought Michael B. Jordan's was really good. Agreed completely, yeah. 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 It felt um like it looked it looked right. And there were times where I like I felt like the animation was a little uh more than what Michael B. Jordan could probably do, or what uh what Eric Killmonger or Eric Stevens could probably do in in a fight like when he had the spear or like when he had the uh, the Dormelage spear and um he was fighting the you know Tony's bot like the yeah. Tony drone droney sure. if you will um, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's like sliding all around it and and hitting uh you know the the key points much like you would on like a larger god it reminded me of uh now that I'm talking about it it reminds me of uh, the protector with Tony Jaa, like taking out oh. the tendons to bring down the big guy. Mm. <laughs> nice. nice. So it was like that. <laughs> and, you know, and like he climbs up the thing in like an instant. And 
I don't know that that's like realistic for where he was, you know, physically at, at that moment, but like it felt like it fit with the, the, the speed and style of the episode, mm. you know, like stylistically it made sense. Yeah. yeah. They take some animated license with this sometimes. Right. True. And True. it feels like that in the, in the whole series, there's a bit of animated license being taken and like, you kind of do have to, to suspend that disbelief just a little bit more than usual. Uh, but it's a little bit easier to do that because it's animated in my opinion. I agree. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And we talked about Shuri being a little bit shorter. I did notice it looks like Killmonger had less scars and that kind of talks about, you know, it taking place earlier in the timeline as well. He yeah, that tracks. maybe killed as many people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's neat. I kind of wish they had shown, cause like he had just killed several other people. I kind of wish they had shown like some fresh the, ones. The, yeah, the the fresh scarification going on. Yeah, um, but you know that's just my sadism. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to see that. Some masochism. It was like, like, yeah, he was like, all of these are are a kill, and like that's why they call the killmonger. And like as he kills Tony, he's just like, and does another one. But you don't like it. Doesn't you see it from the back? So you don't, you know, right? We don't see him actually cutting himself. Like, why was that? Like in Predator. <laughs> Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm just referencing every other thing today. It's just you're, it's you're a reference. The Peter world. Parker right now. It's all good. It's I, all I good. am. I'm Peter <laughs> Parker all over. I just I didn't I didn't have the same diet that Peter Parker did. Uh, <laughs> okay. I also want to throw throw a shout out to Chala's mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What a badass! What a badass! I mean, we've only seen her in her in her like queenly role and seeing her like fight alongside the Dormelage was just mm. well when when T'Chaka turned and said you know what do you think general and I thought he was looking past her at Okoye and then it like zooms in on her I'm like oh yeah. shit here yeah. we go <laughs> yeah, oh, and she great. kept saying like she kept saying for T'Challa and everybody Ibambe and I'm like Ibambe Ibambe like, I'm right there with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the freaking hearing, great episode. Hearing mm. Chadwick's voice again, like God, choked me up all over again. Oh. Mm. Yeah, oh. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I I digress. <laughs> there with you, man. Right there with you. Anything else from the chat that you noticed, Scotty? Yeah, uh, just last one I wanted to hit from Vermilion One, and they say, "I know we're expecting season two to have continuing storylines, but I'm pretty sure are going to continue in coming episodes." Incoming episodes of this season as well. I'm expecting at least Captain Carter to show up again this season. So which kind of we were speculating a little bit about which ones we'll see uh, mm-hmm. return and maybe a finale. Yeah, and uh, there's there's been nice. I guess spoiler alert. We're about done, but spoiler alert in case you don't care about what's in the uh, trailers for the coming rest of the season. Um, sure, but spoiler alert. Uh, but. In the trailer for the for the rest of the season, there seems to be some shots of characters that we haven't seen yet for characters that we've already seen their episodes. So it is very possible we're going to see more uh, from these characters. So, okay, yep, more from these characters and uh, more stories that we have not yet, like more fresh stories, I guess, that we have not yet mm-hmm. uh, gotten gotten to, to see because like. There was that uh, Gamora with the double-bladed yeah, thing right. from, from Thanos' sword. What, what else uh, are we missing? As part that? of the Avengers? Like, 
Oh, well, really? there's four more episodes. There's four more episodes. Right. But what else are we missing that we don't know about? Because I feel like we but we even know about the next three, right? Because I think the first nine were announced, but I, I can't I remember so. what they are other than, other than that one. Like the showrunner also said that they're going to revisit Captain Carter next season. Right. Yeah. So like we know that that's coming back. We know that that's coming back at least next season. This season, what do we know is coming? And I can't remember what else from the trailers that hasn't been shown yet. Well, in the uh, in the the poster, we get uh, we've we've got Vision looking like a uh, or it might be Vision, it might be Ultron, but it looks oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a knight oh, in shining right. armor. One of the things we haven't seen yet, there's like a bunch of Ultrons, right? Yeah, maybe. I think we Probably. saw that. Um, okay, but it also looks like he's got all of the Infinity Stones on his chest. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm yeah. also thinking of that poster we got that was kind of like a spiral where you had like Captain Carter and then you could see Peter with the cloak of levitation in the background. And I think that's yeah. where you saw Gamora with the sword. And I feel like you see Black Widow doing something off on the right hand side, but I don't have it right in front of me right now. And I can't remember what was different about her. Well, that might okay. be another potential. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, oh, okay. I, I received the collector core box, the what if collector core box a Uh-oh. few weeks ago mm-hmm. and the one of the pops that i got in that like one of the pops was uh the collector which is hilarious that i got the collector in the collector core. is <laughs> um, <laughs> a collector from episode two and uh, one that i that we haven't seen yet which was post-apocalyptic black widow okay Ooh. okay it, like it specifically says yeah it specifically says post-apocalyptic black widow mm. and she just looks like Black Widow, but dirty. So Mad Max style, yeah, yeah, like Mad Max style. That's cool, uh, that's cool. what post apocalypse means. You get that yeah. you, that you need a shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> dust uh, everywhere. Everyone's been dusted. That's how dramatic my girlfriend is about it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? You're falling apart, Matt. Look at you. I, I come home and this post apocalypse is just laying around my house. Yep, Mad Matt. Yeah. Mad Matt, Mad Matt, Fury, Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) Alyssa is Furiosa. (laughs) Okay, that is all for us, guys. Uh, You know, we got the review contest going on. Check out strandpanda.com slash contest to check out that. Uh, You can win stuff, uh, but we got to go. So we're going to shut it down there. Uh, Jay Scotty, tell them about Animation Liberation real fast. Yeah, Animation Deliberations, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. So we will be doing weekly deep dives on all these episodes of What If, myself, Zuhair Ali, and another guest panda. And also, we've got Young Justice Season 4 just around the corner, so we're going to do our coverage for Season 3. Stay tuned. That's T-O-O-N-E-D. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, more What If coverage, guys. Don't want to miss that. And uh, I guess that's all for us. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>